When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Doc, Doc, you gotta give us some good news. Yeah. Welcome, Destination Devi listeners. This is Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy, your host of the Destination Devi Injuries Pod. Welcome to week 11. Let's dive into this week's injuries, and I'll cover some of the injuries that happened already this week on Thursday night. They're a little rough, so let's dive in. At quarterback, Josh Allen, he popped up on Friday with the, sh- with the right shoulder. He was still a full participant he- and actually removed fully off of the injury report. Uh, for some reason, he still keeps popping up onto the injury report. I'm not sure if this is a response to the Joe Burrow incident, um, but... With the, with the compression sleeve that was on his wrist, that was not a wrist brace, but it was a compression sleeve. But for Josh Allen, it appears he is full go. Continue to not fade him unless he actually suffers a reported re-injury in-game, which has yet to occur. He has top five upside still. Kyler Murray, well, well, well. How about that for the first game back, huh? Quarterback 13 on the week last week in his first game off of coming off of ACL. 249 pass yards, 33 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown added to it. Again, in his first game back, he was moving fantastic. Um, you know, he, he moved just like I would expect him to move even a full year or two years removed from ACL. You know, his ability to scramble, to extend plays, to avoid, to evade sacks, to avoid pressure. He, he was moving just like his old self uh, 10 months out from, from the surgery. So he looked fantastic. I do expect another high upside game. I'm still projecting him to be a low-end quarterback one just until he gets acclimated. There's still some rhythm stuff he has to work out with all of these receivers. But, you know, he, he leaned on Marquise Brown and actually, you know, returned to a pretty good uh, rapport with Rondell Moore, but you know, the real story here is Trey McBride. So he's got the weapons. He's got a great matchup this week. If you have to start him, I think you can safely start Kyler Murray. Justin Fields coming off that right thumb dislocation. He is a full go concerns on accuracy though, in the intermediate to deep throws. He was already struggling with a little bit of that. Um, plus now having not played for a while, likely struggles with timing with his receivers, possibly leads him to hold on to the ball longer leading to more sacks, which he was already struggling with before. I'm viewing Justin Fields more as a quarterback, too. I'm not propping him or DJ Moore up as much as some other people are. Uh, I don't expect them to play like they played against Washington, like they played against there was some other some other week that, you know, really high upside three or four touchdown week that he had. I'm viewing Fields. He's, he's probably going to struggle a little bit passing. Uh, this is a tough matchup against Detroit. He's probably going to have to 
be out there for a while, though, trying to catch up to Detroit scoring-wise. So he could have some rushing upside, but again, I'm viewing him more as a quarterback, too. I would I would rather lean on starting someone else other than Justin Fields. But keep in mind, Fields has that rushing upside that not many quarterbacks offer. Matt Stafford, he's also coming off a right thumb injury, although this is more of a, a UCL sprain versus dislocation or big tear. Um, I have less concern on Stafford than I do on Fields from a throwing ability. Still, while Stafford was propping up Cup and Puka, he was not necessarily scoring at a high level quarterback-wise for fantasy, so I would lean towards not starting Stafford, but it should be safe to once again start Puka and Koopa, uh, Koopa, Koopa Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup. Say that five times fast. So we should see a return high upside to those wide receivers there. Joe Burrow, as we know, he is out for the season. I wanted to touch on him real quick with the right wrist injury. Looks like he suffered it on a fall. And then as he threw the touchdown pass to Joe Mixon, said he felt a pop. Uh, Sounds like it is possibly either the TFCC, the triangular fibrocartilage complex, which is a stabilizing structure of the wrist, and very important for shear forces as your wrist moves side to side from essentially the thumb to the pinky finger, uh, which is very important for a throwing motion, that shear force. If that has to be repaired, I wouldn't expect him to be uh, returning to throwing until about 12 weeks out, probably 10 to 12 weeks out if he's accelerated, and then full go by four or five months or so. If it's the scaphalunate ligament, I would expect closer to six months. Either way, I'm anticipating Joe Burrow being a full go with with no long-term concerns here uh, come OTAs. So he should be a solid buy low opportunity right now, especially if a contender had Joe Burrow, they're needing a quarterback to stay in the hunt. Uh, this is your chance to turn whatever quarterback you have into Joe Burrow. If you can, even if you're a rebuild team, um, you know, whoever you are, try to get Joe Burrow here. He should be full go by next by 2024 at running back. Devon Achan, he will be active. He's activated off of IR uh, returns this week, coming off the MCL sprain. Now, I have a note here, Miami likely eases him back in. However, reports have surfaced that he was reportedly untackleable in practice this week. I would say, screw it. Fantasy is painful enough anyways. Just start A-chan. Don't look back. Good things happen with electric players. Don't get in your own way. Put A-chan in and hope for the best. Uh, decent chance he just returns right back to prior form, even if he's on limited touches. Uh, he's got a decent matchup here, and yeah, he's we know he's electric, so just get him into your starting roster. Even if you're viewing him as a running back three flex, he's got high upside that not many people offer. Am I expecting a 20, 25-point game? Not necessarily, but again, he offers a ton of upside. Damian Pierce, he is once again out with the ankle sprain. Turns out that was a high ankle sprain. I believe this is his third week missed now. Devin Singletary remains Houston's running back one, which, crazy enough, he has turned into a must-start now, especially volume-wise. Who would have thought Devin Singletary, of all people, leading us to the promised land in uh, fantasy championships or playoffs? So if you have Devin Singletary, start him like you did last week. Alexander Madison, he's dealing with a concussion. I have yet to see whether he has cleared concussion protocol. Sounds like he's trending upwards. We probably won't hear until um, possibly tomorrow morning, uh, Sunday morning, or you know midday after a couple of the games have already occurred since it's a Sunday night game. I still think here 
that you can start Ty Chandler. I'm I'm anticipating, I'm projecting Ty Chandler to get to be the lead back since Madison's coming off the concussion. I think they're going to ease him in. Um, Ty Chandler's more electric here. I, I'm viewing, I'm projecting Alex Madison coming off the concussion, even if he's active, to be more of a running back three with scoring upside, while Ty Chandler gets any of the receiving work and projects more like a running back two with explosive play upside. Very good matchup here. So it's a very, very good chance that both wind up being fantasy viable this week. But if you had two, if you had the two of them, I would rather lean on uh, starting tight Chandler this week. Antonio Gibson, he is doubtful and most likely out with a toe injury. I don't expect him to play. While Chris Rodriguez projects to play more, Brian Robinson should get a solid uptick in volume in a very nice matchup here. So Brian Robinson will be projected with an increased receiving work role. Plus, high scoring upside. He's getting the goal line work. Um, decent chance to score a touchdown. So if you have Brian Robinson, play him as a running back two with running back one upside. Uh, don't. I would not play Chris Rodriguez, not even in DFS. Don't even go there. Khalil Herbert, he's activated off of IR, and he will play coming off the high ankle sprain. I am not willing to start him in his first game back, especially with how Deontay Foreman has played. Deontay Foreman does project to play as well, despite dealing with an ankle sprain. He finished last week's game. Uh, he is expected to play this week. He likely carries, Foreman likely carries less weekly upside than he had been over the last couple weeks, just with a tough matchup. Uh, Roshan Johnson's still in there. He's he's projected to get receiving work there instead of Foreman or Khalil Herbert. They did cut Deante, uh, Darienton Evans, I believe, uh, from what I remember seeing a notification on that. So it's likely the Foreman running back one, Herbert eases back into his role running back two, but Roshan Johnson's likely pass pro slash receiving work guy, maybe gets a few touches, probably returns to a messy committee. But if you had to start one, I would lean towards still starting Deontay Foreman. At wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, as projected, was not activated off of IR. Likely has a good chance to return week 12. Uh, for this week, it should be another weekly boost to Jordan Addison, although this is going to be a tough matchup against Denver. Denver's secondary has been fairly decent, uh, but there's a decent chance Addison faces Patrick Sertain Jr., uh, or Pat Sertain II. Um I, I'm not, you know, if you have been, if you have rostered Addison, you're probably starting him, but he's probably not going to offer you a ton of upside here. It's more, Josh, Joshua Dobbs has just honed in on TJ Hawkinson mostly, you know, last week. It's kind of a disappointing week, I'll be honest, from Addison. He had, I believe, four catches for 60-something yards off of seven targets, but most of that was in the first half, and then he didn't really do much the rest of the game. So uh, I, I'm not eagerly... I'm not excited, too excited to start Addison, uh, but he should be operating as the wide receiver one in this tough matchup. Garrett Wilson, he's dealing with an elbow sprain, a little hyperextension after Tyler Conklin, Tyler Gronklin ran into him last week. Um, he is questionable, but he stated he does expect to play. I don't anticipate much of a drop-off from him with a elbow sprain. It should not significantly impact his ability to beat press or receive the ball maybe a small dip but again if you have him start him he operates as the Jets wide receiver one Zach Wilson's been honing in on him and Garrett Wilson has been balling out so keep playing him on these heater games 
Keenan Allen, he's coming off a left AC sprain. He is going to play through it, and I'm not projecting much of a dip. There is some re-injury risk concern here, but it's like 10 to 15%. Not nearly high enough to fade Keenan Allen. He has elite upside. Just play him and hope he doesn't suffer a re-injury. Mostly, if he were to get re-injured, it would most likely be if he gets hit, lands hard on his left side again, and re-sprains the AC. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, just play him, start him with no concern there and just hope for the best. Jalen Guyton, on the other hand, he, he came down with a groin strain on Friday. So late addition to the injury report. Uh, it looks like the chargers did activate. They pulled up two wide receivers from the practice squad. So possibly trending towards Jalen Guyton being out this week. Uh, you know, this, I don't know what else needs to happen for Quentin Johnson to, do something in fantasy, but I wouldn't be very excited to play Quentin Johnson. His reception perception profile looks absolutely horrendous. I'm kind of hoping for a big game. I have Quentin Johnson in one league. I'm not starting him. I'm hoping he has a big game so I can actually sell him now. Um, But yeah, this is, if you were hoping to play Jalen Guyton after he slid right into a higher slot role and did some decent damage with a touchdown, four catches, I believe he had 40 or 50 yards last week. Um, coming off, you know, he came off IR and played minimally, and then last week was decent. So if you were banking on Guyton, uh, possibly out this week. And if Guyton is active, I would not start him. Tyler Lockett, he's dealing with a hamstring strain. He has been dealing with this for several weeks. This week, he was a did not participate all days out of the week. I do think there's a decent chance the Seahawks shut him down for one week just to get him to full health. They can, they can roll out DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Najigba this week, play more 12 personnel, let Lockett get healthy. It sounds like, you know, Pete Carroll is always hard to predict. You can never trust what he says in interviews. It sounds like he's leaning towards that scenario where Lockett will sit. Uh, but just keep an eye on his status. If Lockett is active, if you have a strong pivot, I would lean towards pivoting and not playing Lockett, even though he has high upside anytime he plays. Just the fact that he didn't practice all week could be on limited snaps. Limited snaps means limited touches. I think they lean more on Jackson Smith and Najigba this week. Curtis Samuel, he's coming off a toe injury. This is the first week he was not, he was fully removed off of the injury report, got full participations in. I think he's closer to 100% now and closer to that, that high upside slot role and usage that we saw in the first couple weeks where Sam Howell was just peppering him with targets. I'm viewing Curtis Samuel as a wide receiver four with wide receiver two upside, especially if he can score. Uh, I think Curtis Samuel puts a big damper on Jahan Dotson as well. So if you had Curtis Samuel on your bench, you've been needing a a wide receiver, a solid flex play. I think you can play Curtis Samuel with uh, more optimism this week than last week. Traylon Burks, he's dealing with that concussion still. He ruled out yet again. Kyle Phillips remains uh, a desperate flex option, I would say. He's got nine, ten, ten touches, or nine, ten points the last two weeks or so. Um, so if you needed a desperate flex option, desperate wide receiver option, if you have a couple guys on bye or a couple of these guys on injured on on the injury report, maybe you're still without Justin Jefferson or something, and you've had to rely. It's a deep league. If it's not a deep league, I would not play Kyle Phillips. If it is a deep league, he should be a, a fine option just to get you, you know, 8, 10, 12 points or so. 
Noah Brown, unfortunately, it sounds like he's unlikely to play. He came down with a knee injury after last week's game. He's been on a an absolute terror the last couple weeks. Um, now, his potential absence comes at a good time, at least, for Houston, where they're getting Nico Collins back, coming off the calf strain. Nico is going to be a full go, and it, yeah, it sounds like Noah Brown is not going to be active. So, Viewing here, though, Tank Dell as Houston's wide receiver one, more like a wide receiver two for fantasy. Although, man, Tank Dell, it's kind of crazy the amount of volume he's been getting. I think he had 14 targets last week and 11 targets the week before that. If you have Tank Dell, he better be in your starting roster. He has a tremendously high upside. Nico Collins, probably more of a wide receiver three, boom bust type option. Um, that, but he, but he operates as that alpha X role. So, I think. Um, in a decent matchup against Arizona, if you have Tank Dell, start him. If you have Nico Collins and you need need to start him, should be safe re, from a re-injury standpoint. If you have Noah Brown, if Noah Brown's active, I would lean towards sitting him and just play a safer pivot because the re-injury risk would be pretty high if Noah Brown plays. Jerry Judy, he popped up on the injury report with a hip injury. He's been... You know, he popped up on uh, the injury report, I think, around week two or week three with a hip injury as well. Or, I'm sorry, week four or five coming off that hamstring strain. But he was fully removed off the injury report. This this injury might be bothering him, might be limiting him. But to be honest, even if Jerry Judy's full go, I wouldn't be playing him at all. The only Denver players I would want to play are Russ Wilson at quarterback, Cortland Sutton, and Javonta Williams. The rest should be on your bench. Don't even bother with them. Michael Wilson, he's dealing with a shoulder injury over in Arizona. He's questionable, but I don't think you can start him in, in fantasy, even if he's active. Again, I'm, I'm likely, um, you know, projected Hollywood Brown and uh, Trey McBride are going to be the main targets here. I don't think you can rely on Michael Wilson at this point. He's more of a bench player, especially in your dynasty leagues. Hope he gets a, a more significant role and starts building rapport with Kyler Murray. At tight end, the first one I'll touch on is Mark Andrews. Unfortunately, he suffered a significant ankle ligament injury and fibula fracture out for the season, likely getting surgery soon. So this this most likely boosts Isaiah Likely at the tight end position, but a true boost goes to most likely uh, Zay Flowers. So if, if someone, if whoever the manager is who has Zay Flowers is for whatever reason disappointed with Zay Flowers' production, Maybe they're just looking at the box scores. You know, Zay Flowers had that, I believe it was a 66-yard touchdown call back because eh, ticky-tacky call called on Odell Beckham for, for offensive holding. But he is explosive. He is electric. With Andrews being out, I would anticipate more volume for Flowers. So he would be the main target here if you can somehow acquire him down the stretch. At tight end, if you're absolutely desperate, there's no other options available. Isaiah likely should slot in. Uh, to to fill Mark Andrews' role, but again, you can't project him like you would Mark Andrews. More Isaiah likely is going to be more like a low end tight end one or so. T.J. Hawkins. Oh, and for Mark Andrews uh, in Dynasty, obviously redraft, he's dead. But in Dynasty, he should be fine. the 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 concern here is this is the same injury that Tony Pollard suffered um, and had surgery for. We've obviously seen some explosive loss. In Tony Pollard, he's he's been struggling on a per-touch basis. Um, do I expect the same for Mark Andrews? Different positions, and given his skill set and how he typically moves, I don't anticipate as much of a production dip or explosiveness dip, athleticism dip for Mark Andrews. 
I do believe Mark Andrews can be fully healthy for the 2024 season. So if you can somehow acquire him, he's going to be a top tight end target next year. Uh, get him now while there's a, a an injury discount, if you can. Again, probably whoever has Mark Andrews is most likely a contender. They're probably looking for another tight end option. So try to take advantage of that. TJ Hawkinson, he's still dealing with those rib bruises, but he will continue to play through them. I have no concern here. Uh, each week he goes on, it's less and less concern. High upside, tight end one upside, given the volume he's getting from Joshua Dobbs. He's essentially operating as the wide receiver one there. So keep playing TJ Hawkinson as normal. Dalton Schultz, he's coming off a hamstring strain. He is fully off the injury report, he, good to go. I have low re-injury concern here, which is good because he has a solid matchup, and he's been actually performing as a tight end one the last couple weeks, especially with C.J. Stroud has just been elevating everybody in that offense. He's been fantastic to watch. If you have Dalton Schultz, especially at the tight end position, given how, how thin it has been, play Dalton Schultz this week. Pat Fryermuth, on the other hand, he is one coming off a hamstring strain who I'm not necessarily excited to start this week yet. He has been activated off of IR and is expected to play. But for him, especially the length of time he's missed, I would expect a around a 15 to 20% reduction in production for him uh, coming off the hamstring injury. I would rather see him perform, participate first, and see what kind of target share he gets from Kenny Pickett. Pickett did love targeting him, um, and he's probably going to steal some targets away from George Pickens most likely. But again, before starting him in fantasy, I kind of want to see him perform and perform well first before I throw him into the starting roster. Hayden Hurst, he has been listed as out with a concussion. Tommy Tremble is the next man up, but I hope you're avoiding this entire situation completely. Carolina is not good. Adam Thielen is the only one you should start out of that team. Gerald Everett, he's dealing with a chest injury. He has been ruled out. Could be a boost to Donald Parham, but I wouldn't necessarily be excited to start Parham. You're kind of just banking on a red zone goal line touchdown from Parham. He's their, he's their biggest target most likely to get a touchdown when they're in those situations. But again, it's it's just a low upside. You're, you're basically, if you don't get a touchdown, you're probably going to get two points from them. So good luck on that situation. And uh, yeah, the true boost here, man, if Gerald Everett is out and Jalen Guyton is also out, honestly, if Quentin Johnson can't get going, I don't know what to do there. You know, he's just... He is bust level, but really the true trending up on volume and uh, upside here is really just Austin Eckler. You know, Keenan Allen is going to get his touches no matter what, but Austin Eckler is going to have a massive game. So he's probably a top DFS target, probably chalk, but again, I don't know why you would want to submit a DFS entry without Eckler in this week. All right, that covers all main injuries this week. If you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel. Follow me on X at JMThrivePT for live updates as any injuries occur. And again, if you enjoy the content, please retweet, share it, and thank you. Good luck. Go get wins this week. Doctors orders. Doctors orders.